Thank you for tuning back into the Walk On Pod. This is now episode nine, where we have another special guest with us. Uh, he's most recently uh, all WCC first team, uh, six man of the year, and most recently just signed with the San Antonio Spurs. We have Mr. Tommy Cousy with us today. Tommy, what's going on, man? Not much. Thanks for having hey, me. Welcome on. Yeah, uh, and just to, to forefront, uh, we're going to call the other Tommy James this whole episode, just so yes. we don't uh, Love that. get them confused, you know. So, James, appreciate you joining us also. Yeah, uh, thanks, James. We appreciate you. It's hilarious. I'll let it slide for this one time. <laughs> no, but uh, we're really excited to have Tommy with us. Uh, I know, for those of you that don't know, he has a pretty amazing story. So, from the start, we're just going to kind of give you the floor, let you run with it, talk about where you started, how you got to where you are and everything, and then we'll go from there. For sure. So, uh, yeah, growing up, I played a lot of sports. I played basketball, baseball, but – I was more a baseball guy. Um, so I did all the travel circuits for baseball. I, uh, basketball was kind of just in the back of my mind the whole time, but I always knew I loved it. So, but realistically, I was always thinking, hey, I'm going to be a baseball player. I'm going to put my time in that way and, and try to make it there. But I think it was my junior year of high school. I had a pretty good year. I averaged like 18 a game. And I always knew in my heart, I loved basketball a little more than baseball. So, um at that point in time I was kind of scrambling it was obviously late in recruiting already by the time you're a junior I had never played AAU I had never really um done anything on on that front so so I was kind of playing catch up a little bit and I tried to join like an AAU team and went to LA for one tournament they didn't even play me so I basically sat the bench and I was like all right I'm, I'm basically just gonna have to if I really want to do this, I'm going to, I'm going to try to be a walk-on and use academic money to be able to afford to play somewhere. And so that was my focus. I kind of just got in the gym at that point and I just rationalized in my head. I was like, Hey, if everyone's going to all these AAU tournaments and they're getting up maybe what, 10, 15 shots a game max, I can get up 500 shots a day on my own and I can kind of whatever balance out the the time that I'm I've uh kind of been missing out on growing up so so that's what I did I just got in the gym um knew I was gonna have to walk on somewhere I visited a bunch of schools up and down California and just just trying to find someone to take me and uh so I did like Cal Poly I did Cal Baptist I did a bunch of schools all along the coast and the only official offer I had was Arizona Christian which was NAI at the time. I, I mean, they still are, but it was pretty funny that that was my only offer. And I, I knew I could go play at that level and enjoy it, but um, I just wanted to really push myself and see, hey, I, I want to see how high I can go. And then I have to transfer down, I'll do that. And so sure enough, I, I visited St. Mary's. Funny story, my dad actually went to high school with Randy Bennett. So that's how I knew about St. Mary's program. And that's how I had an opportunity to um, go on a visit. And so whatever, I went there and I was like, this is, this is pretty high level basketball here. They've had success with walk-ons in the past and they uh, just the team culture and everything, player development, all that stuff was like a plus. So I knew like, Hey, if I'm going to make it at the highest level, this is probably a great spot for me to try to make it. And so, so I walked on there and I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Actually, another funny story. When I was on my visit, 
Coach Bennett basically told me like, hey, like, I don't think you should come here. Like, I think you're going to ruin, like, you could have a really good career somewhere. I don't want you to come here and then like kind of waste your basketball career. And so I kind of left the meeting with my dad and I was like, yeah, I think I want to come here. And he kind of looked at me crazy. <laughs> I love that. He, he looked at me and he's like, were we just in the same meeting? Did you hear the same things I heard? And I was like, no, nah, I did. But I just, I think this is where I want to be and I'm going to see if I can make it. And so he said, okay, let's go for it. And, and I did. And it was <laughs> six years of college. It was, it was crazy. It was hard. Um, you guys know, man, being a walk-on is not – not a walk in the park it's not anything flashy um there's a lot of times where you're questioning man do i still want to do this am i ever gonna get a chance all those thoughts go through your head and fortunately i got had a little luck on my side i, I worked my ass off and i was able to make it tommy tommy's on that six-year plan he's like a 21 year old freshman so yeah. okay yep. i'm not 21 i just no, it's, funny. it's pretty funny like uh being with the spurs guy now I'm like looking at all the guys. I'm like, how old are you? And yeah. Keldon like jo Johnson says he's 22. And <laughs> I was like, wait, you're 22. You've been in the league. This is going to be your fourth year in the NBA. That doesn't make any sense. Isn't a uh, with Primo? Uh, is Josh Primo? Like really yeah. yeah. Primo just turned 19 and is That's crazy. Second year in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. I'm a 20 year old freshman. I guess COVID, COVID okay. I mean, partly COVID. Yeah. I redshirted. Right. COVID, I, COVID threw a wrinkle in a lot of things. Yeah, I had the COVID year and then I redshirted, so I'm still still a freshman. But I mean, on. do you feel like that helped you? Like, getting, like, did you have any second thoughts about going back for that COVID year? Or, or did you yeah. think that really paid off? Were you, obviously, you had a good I mean, success, it, it for sure paid off. It was something that I debated a little bit. Um but I just enjoyed my time at St. Mary's so much. And I knew I was a player who, like I said, I didn't play that much basketball growing up. So I was kind of behind the eight ball experience wise, reps wise. And it was something that I kind of had to overcome. And I was that six years was what it took for me to get there. Yeah. That's I'm, that's I'm a fan cool. of the six year plan. Um, yeah. Luke's on number six too. I'm so. on year six myself. <laughs> um, so I kind of want to talk about that meeting with Coach Bennett because I had a similar meeting with Coach Murphy, who was my coach at NAU that allowed me to walk on. And But he was a lot less like blunt about it. I think Coach Murphy was kind of trying to tell me the same thing that Coach Bennett told you, but in a nicer way. He basically sat me down and was like, you might not ever travel. You might not get in any reps in practice. You might, you might not play. You might not see the floor, all of this, but like there's a spot for you. And right. I know when I came out of it, it was like, I wanted to prove to myself that I could play at that level. What was your mindset going into it where you walked out the meeting and was like, I want to go here. Like, what was your mindset that drove you to think that way? Yeah. I mean, I kind of knew going in that like, Hey, I want to, I want to go as high as I can. And then if I got to transfer down. Then I'll do that at the time. And I kind of made the plan in my head. I was like, okay, I'm going to graduate in three years undergrad. This was before you could just like transfer for free and play right away. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to graduate in three years. I, I knew I was going to redshirt my first year. So I was like, if I have to transfer, I'll have two years of eligibility to go play somewhere else and like, whatever, have a good time. But yeah, I, I mean, my mindset was fortunately I'd played open gym before the meeting and I felt like I played pretty well and I was like, I can, I can play at this level. Like, obviously these guys are really good and there's a lot to learn, but 
there was there was never a part of me that was like, man, this is too much for me. So who, who were the guards that were there when you were like going on your visit? Yeah, it would have been Joe Rahan and oh, yeah. Emmett Nahr. So two like all conference guards in the WCC yeah. that were really good. But I had I also had Jock Lawndale on my team for open gym. And, uh, and so he's like a monster, right? So <laughs> I come off a ball screen and I just hit him and he whatever one dribble spin movies just putting in a jump hook and i was like this, is, this isn't that hard i just <laughs> throw him the ball every possession we'll be all right that's yeah, funny i had exactly. uh, unfortunately i had to play pickup after my uh, meeting with with uh, Coach yeah Murphy. so i was i was a little shot to the confidence like, right i was like all right get out there show them what you got I'm like uh <laughs> <laughs> no that's pretty crazy though uh the other thing i want to know just we're kind of on the same path, like Luke kind of alluded to it. What What do you think allowed you to to succeed at that at that high level? Like, obviously, you had it in your mind and you had like the plan set out. But what do you think really helped you put it all together? Yeah, I think um, I went to the, I went to the perfect place for me, and I think that's what it is for just about every walk on. It's like you got to go to the place that's going to fit your game that you're going to get a real look. Um, and it's hard because you don't always know what that place is. People may be telling you things that aren't true. So it's not always <laughs> the easiest thing to get in a good situation. But uh, I just looked at the the past guys. There's Bo Levesque, Jordan Juicy. There's guys who had been walk-ons at St. Mary's and had played. So, so I knew I was going to get a fair shake there. And then on my visit, just the way that the guys treated me, I wasn't treated like a walk-on at all. I was treated like all right, you're one of the dudes. And that was, that was all it took for me to pull the trigger was like, okay, I'm, I think I'm going to get a fair shake here. And then on top of that is the player development. You got to go somewhere where they can develop players and say, Mary, you're not going to be able to play as a freshman, like Jordan Ford, for example, he came in being one of the best high school players in the country. Right. And he plays five minutes a game his freshman year. It's yeah. just not how it works, but you put in year after year and you build equity with the coaching staff and you get better as a player, more experienced, then you're, you're set up for success when you do play. Yeah. Yeah. I went to a couple practices. Again, you probably don't remember, but like I've been to a lot of college practices, been on a lot of visits, all that stuff and like played obviously, but literally the first thing you guys did was like partner, partner passing and like two ball trend, like, uh, exchange passing right. and like literally did that for 20 minutes, like basic okay. passes and like some ball handling exchanges, but like really was like focusing on like entry passes and working on like push passes, things like that. And like, you never, that was the only school I've ever seen yeah. do that out of probably the 30 to 40 schools that I've seen. Right. No, they're very detailed at St. Mary's. Um, it's what makes them so successful is they, they outwork a lot of people and, and they focus on getting better at things that you may not think matter, but but it does. Yeah. No, that's that's huge. And what just kind of to stay again on the same note, uh, at what point or what do you think you did differently than the other guys that were on scholarship to secure your kind of spot or cement your spot at St. Mary's? Yeah. So I uh, it's funny. I talked about Jordan Ford already. When I first got there, he's obviously a workout machine. So <laughs> the first thing I did was just I hit him up like, 
hey, whenever you're going to the gym, let me know. Like, I'll just, I'll get in with you. And so our, our first summer in particular, we were in the, like, we'd have <laughs> morning sessions and afternoon sessions with the team. And then we'd be back in again at night. And he'd be putting me through all the ball handling drills he did growing up, like all the crazy training. The Michael stuff, Lancaster. The specials. Michael Lancaster, all that <laughs> the stuff. The shine specials. Yeah. And stuff that I had never seen in my life before. Right. Yeah. So, cause I'm, like I said, I was in high school. I just went and hooped and that was it. So, um, it, it was cool to be a part of that. And he kind of took me under his wing a little, which was cool. Um, kind of taught me a lot of things. His finishes around the rim in particular were something that I really carried with me. Yeah. Um, floater, best floater I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah like not even close yeah. any level. And it's, it's such a weapon for him. And I saw that like, Hey, that's something I need to have in my game. If I want to be able to score like that. Yeah. Um, but so I, I, I really uh, followed him a lot. And then what did I do differently? I think it's hard to say because, I mean, you're going through the grind. Like everyone thinks they're getting better. Uh, and, and you just never know when, when you're actually going to break through. And, and guys get discouraged. They, they stop working hard or they just change their attitude a little bit. And then also injuries happen. So I, I was fortunate to stay healthy and just, I, shoot, I never knew when I was going to be able to get a chance to play. I just knew, hey, I'm going to get pretty good. And then if I got a transfer, I'll transfer. And, and fortunately, like, um, it just worked out. I started playing well in practice and just one day after another, it's, it's crazy. It's not like a, um, a cool story or anything, right? It's just a grind. And, and if you can survive it, if you can <laughs> keep your mindset right through it the whole time, then, then you're going to have a chance. And, and I was just fortunate. So would so, you say there was a specific thing you did to, like, tell yourself that you were going to get a chance to keep that mindset what it was? Or were you just like, no. hey, I'm just going to work hard? It's a whole lot happens. of hope. whole yeah. lot of hope. <laughs> you're, I mean, I remember in particular, like, my – second or third year before I had started playing and I was starting to like kill it in open gyms like I was starting to score I was starting to pass make plays and I was like man I'm gonna get really good at basketball and I may never play like <laughs> no one's ever gonna know that I'm any good like I'm just gonna be <laughs> I'm just gonna be a guy it's like a crazy thing <laughs> I'm gonna move like I'll just never play and then I'll, I'll go move on with my life I guess and I was like that's I mean you never really think it's going to happen. You don't think you know, like your basketball career is going to end or anything like that. Yeah. But there is that thought. You're like, man, I, I put a whole lot of time into this and I, I might just might not work out. Yeah. And it did. <laughs> so. Yeah. No, that, that's huge. And kind of just um, moving forward into like present time. How, how do you, how did you make, or how do you feel like you made the transition from the WCC, which isn't like a power five, but has really good players, really good teams. Like how did you make that transition from that to the summer league and having like great success in the summer league? Because obviously the majority of the guys that you're playing against or on your team are a different type of player than, yeah. than what you normally see in the WCC, at least typically, obviously it's changing now. Yeah. I, I think skill is a, uh, is something that really translates so if you can shoot, if you can finish around the rim, if you can handle the ball, 
that's going to translate no matter the athleticism, no matter the level. So um, I felt pretty confident going into something. And then the other thing is the NBA court's just bigger. I mean, the yeah. three-point line's farther. So there's so much more space. The defensive three and the key, there, there's rules like that that make it really hard to guard in the NBA. And so it, it kind of opens up everyone's offensive game a little. And then it becomes, can you make the shot? Can you make the finish? Or can you make the right pass? And were the coaches, uh, you were with Orlando, were the coaches like encouraging you to shoot or were they telling you like, hey, just kind of like run this, or, like get yeah. guys these shots? Because obviously you're playing with Paulo, right? You're playing with right. one pick. And like it's right. – I've been through – like I've been with players through that stuff and I know how it works on both sides, whether yeah. you're the top ten think, pick or you're the, the just guy on the team. Exactly. So – at St. Mary's, everything's really structured. Um, like we're running set plays every possession down the floor. So the NBA was a little bit of a change in that you're kind of just flowing, you're playing, read and react. Uh, but I didn't think there was any point where I felt like, oh, I got to pass the ball to Paulo or anything. Uh, he was like a really cool guy, pretty unselfish. I was surprised at how good of a passer he actually was because I hadn't seen him play that much in college. But uh, I thought I think he's gonna be a really good passer at the NBA level. So that's yeah. Really cool. yeah, he's gonna be good. Yeah. Um, I have one more question, and then I'll kind of we can move on. But um, on that, what do you think you did? Obviously, you played really good in the summer league. You had some really solid games, a couple like big scoring games. What do you think out of your whole play in the summer league? that you did differently than other guys to kind of secure your spot with the Spurs currently? Like, what do you, yeah. what did they tell you what they saw on you or was it kind of just like, Hey, we want you to be here. Or was like, is there something that, that you felt like you did that really helped put you in that spot? I, th I think uh, scoring, scoring efficiently was something that I did well in summer league. I mean, there's a lot of guys who can really score the ball, but if you can score it efficiently and when not every play is necessarily drawn up to you, I think that's a, a big factor for, especially at the NBA level where it's everyone, you got to be really good at what you do. Like you're either a scorer or you're a defender, everything's so um, kind of segmented in that way. So, so if you can do a couple of things, if you can score efficiently and then you can guard your position, you can kind of be someone who can, I don't know, find, find a way on the court. If you can, uh, I'm not going to have the ball in my hands a lot at the NBA level necessarily right away, but I think if I can space the floor with the three and then guard and then um, just do those little things and who knows, then if you can get on the court, that's the first step really. Yeah. How many, how many, Oh, go ahead. Oh yeah. Yeah. Last, how many team workouts did you do? What do you mean? With uh, Orlando? With, no, no, no. With like going into like obviously didn't get drafted. Like, did you do if did you, were you able to do some team workouts or yeah, not really? I okay. did. I did I want to say nine. Oh, nice. There so, you go. That's so yeah, I had a pretty good experience with that. Yeah. Played um kind of all over the country, but yeah. Mostly most of those workouts are like three on three. Yep. Um a little bit of shooting. Yeah. And I was able to play with some different players that I had never played against, which was kind of cool. Um, and I thought I played well, which gave me confidence going into some league. Sweet. Actually, that was, that, was, that was a pretty good segue, actually, because I was going to ask you, at the end of this college season last year, what was kind of your mindset in attacking, like, the team workouts and stuff and, like, 
just the whole process that was ahead of you? Yeah, it's it's kind of it's way different than a normal college off season, which I just had done six of. <laughs> so in those, you're just um, you guys know you're just in one spot. You're grinding like going to class, go, yeah, going to summer track. class, weights, all the all the open gyms and workouts. So it's very regimented for you. And then this is kind of a completely different experience where I'm flying from the Bay area to Toronto one day. And then the next day I have a workout in Orlando and then, Oh, Denver just called. You're not going home. You're just going to fly there next. And then it's like, Oh, okay. I guess this is just how it is. And I'm just flying all over. I had never really flown like that back to back to back days, just playing in different places. And you kind of gain a respect for the guys in the NBA, how they travel every day and they're still playing at their top abilities. So it was pretty pretty cool experience. Um, I played. I don't know if you guys have ever played disc golf. Oh yeah, that yeah. sounds like a James sport. <laughs> I disc golf. I disc golf a good amount. Yeah, so I'm a I'm a big disc golfer. One of my buddies from college got me into it, and so I took my discs with me all over the country, <laughs> and I was playing I was playing different courses. Do you have the app that the, shows you where the course you disc? disc? App? Yeah, yeah, yep. I got the U disc app. So Dude, I was, there's just a couple of disc golfers. Just <laughs> yeah, and so that it's funny that actually kind of became my my outlet in college. Like, just get away from everything, go have fun. Uh, like, disc golf was fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's relaxing, and whatever. My buddy was super into it. He probably has like 300 discs, so yeah. he, would, he would give me all his whatever that he didn't like. And no, we we went a good amount last year, and. Like was out like we we were on one of the courses and it was like super mountainous because I'm in Idaho obviously. Yep. And we like couldn't find the tenth hole from the ninth hole. And some guy was like on the course and he's like, "Hey, download U Disc. Like it'll show you where everything yep. is." And I'm like, no way. And it was like a mind blow to me. It had everything sweet. everywhere. Yeah, it's dope. Eighteen so, birdies, but for disc golf. <laughs> it so hey, we, you try to play disc golf, it's not easy. Yeah. No, I know. No, I'm saying the app for golf is called AT Birdies. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thing. so we actually built the course, me and my buddy, no way. on St. Mary's campus. Wow. And what? It just got put on UDisc yesterday. <laughs> oh, what? Pretty sick. So that. You, that is. If you ever find yourself over there? Oh, next time I'm in Moraga. Does it have? Are you? <laughs> did you sign the first? Like where the first T is? Like did you sign <laughs> in? Like put your name? This was built by. Tommy Cousy, no, the Cousy course. They, they, named the, they named the holes though, and they named stuff around the course. So like, they named it Coos Creek um, for me. Uh, nice. And then there's like a big downhill one, and my my friend's name is Justin Bodily, so they named it the Bodily Bomber. So oh, that's just like little things like that. But the guy who actually like funded it, he's the cross country coach over there, and. So he, we're going to try to name the course after him. Oh, nice. That's uh, super cool. That's yeah. Great. I need to get back out on the course. It's been a while. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. So I'm going around San Antonio trying to find some new courses out here. <laughs> I'm sure. I got a, a couple of random questions, actually. So first one, um, you kind of talked about, like, being ready for an opportunity to play and stuff. Was there ever a moment, and I've asked a couple of guests on here, was there ever a moment that, like, you are either in a game or in practice that you were like, wait, I'm actually – like, you had a whole plan. Like, you already talked about it. Like, wait, I'm actually good enough to to execute this plan to get to the next level. 
So say your question again. Sorry. Like, um, was there ever a moment like in a game or in a practice or a workout, whatever it is that like you felt like on the court, you're like, man, I'm actually as good as it takes to get to the next level to play. Yeah, I think uh, a big one for me would be our foreign tour. We went to Australia, I want to say. So it was after my first two years, I didn't, I redshirted and then I didn't really play the next year. And then we had a bunch of guys graduate. So it was kind of a big year for kind of figuring out playing time and stuff. And we played in this one gym in Tasmania, Australia. Um, and it was an ice box. It was like probably 60 degrees in there. And Ford, like he couldn't play, like his back was stiff because it was so cold in there. And that so he did such like a Ford injury. Right. <laughs> so, so he took one three to start the game and I think he airballed it. You can, you can check, check with him on that, but yeah. he, 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 called, he called for a sub immediately. He's like, I can't, I can't do it. And so coach put me in and I kind of like ran the show a little bit. I was coming off ball balls, making plays. And I was like, wow, this is like pretty cool. We're playing against professionals over here and I'm playing pretty well. Like there's no reason I can't do that in college. So, so to answer your question, mm-hmm. that foreign tour in that game particularly was something where I was like, okay, I can, I can do this. That's super dope. And then, and then okay, my bad. It's all you, man. I was just going, to going, going off of that, like, was it like in your fifth, sixth year when you were like, uh, I can like, I can, I can get to the league and I can make it happen type thing. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's something. Or did that just happen? That just happened. Right. Like <laughs> I think I was, I was fortunate to have a good mindset. Like I wasn't, in high school, I wasn't really ever trying to get to college. I was just trying to be a good high school player. And then in college, I wasn't ever trying to get to the NBA. I was just trying to be a good college player. And I think sometimes guys get caught up in the, like, worrying about, oh, like, I need to do this, this, and this to get to this or whatever. And I think it's really hard for players. Like, they're trying to get recruited or they're trying to go pro. And it's tough, it's tough to just maintain your mentality of, like, Hey, I'm just going to be the best at what I'm doing right now. And so that, that really helped me. And then shoot, I finished my college career and I'm like, now what? Like, I know I want to play pro, but I have no idea what my options are going to be. And sure enough, like I go through the whole agent process and pick an agent and I'm like, Oh wow. I'm actually going to like play somewhere. And then I was like, I really hope I can get on a summer league team. And sure enough, I get on a summer league team and then, man, I hope I play in summer league. I hope I don't just sit. Then I played in summer league and then all of a sudden, bang, the Spurs are calling and offer me. So it, it was all crazy how it happened. But happened so cool. fast. Yeah, it really does. It's like, boom, like 48 hours. Everything yeah. just like yep. t- totally different. Super nuts. And then – in your college experience, like I know there was tournament appearances, you know, beating Gonzaga and everything and all that. If there was a moment that was like kind of like your wow, this is what college basketball is about, is there a specific moment you could put on for that? I think the best moment in college was winning the WCC tournament when Gonzaga was number one in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was a ridiculous right game. Yeah. And we wouldn't have made the yeah. tournament that year if we didn't win that game. Yeah, there was was a ton on the line. That was really the first year I played, so it was kind of crazy going from not. So you were the you were the difference maker. (laughs) Oh yeah, sure. 
<laughs> whatever you want to call it. But no, that was definitely the one of the craziest games and one of the funnest games I was played in college. And then the other would be March Madness for sure. Just like the experience of they're flying you, chartering you to cross the country. Like that, that year we played in Connecticut and they're whatever you're going and practicing in the facility. And there's like the band and the cheerleaders and like the fans are all there for practice and just the, the whole event's kind of crazy. And then you play in the game. Obviously, everyone's watching all over the country. Everyone's picking brackets. And, <laughs> like, people are DMing you, hey, I got I got you guys this game. Like, go get one done for us. <laughs> just, like, random people. And That's crazy. It, yeah, it, it's a pretty cool experience. Um, my, my redshirt year we went, which was super cool. We actually won a game that year. And then we lost to U of A. But – then the COVID year happened and we were going to make it. And I think we could have made a deep run that year. We had me, we had Ford, we had Malik, uh, who was yeah. just with the Celtics. <clears throat> and we had, we had a really good team that year. And then this past year, obviously. So I qualified for it four times, played in it three times, or technically yeah. two, if you want to count, if you don't want to count the redshirt year. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's kind of crazy. I want to know how many – college players get to play in the tournament like what percentage do you think 10 percent it's got to be less i would i would say less than like i would say somewhere between five and ten yeah of all players right because you gotta think there's teams that are like 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 u of a like those guys go every year so it's like right right you're you're essentially taking out like a spot from random teams mm-hmm. every year and yeah there's some conferences where it's like there's only one team that goes. Right. And then the NIT is cool as well. So the years we didn't qualify for the March Madness, we went to the NIT, which is a cool tournament. But um, there's definitely, like, way better to be in the, <laughs> the real thing, right? Yeah. So we kind of talked about, uh, Tommy, all the, all the good things and all the exciting things. Obviously, your journey has been tough. But what would you say, through everything, what has been the toughest – part of getting to this point yeah i think the the toughest part is not playing because like those first couple years you go from sports being so much of your identity to okay now i'm not playing like i'm not you're you're just kind of grinding right and you're you don't get any of the the positive reinforcement or like any of the any of the glory of hey this is this is kind of cool like i'm doing something cool so, so that's really hard. I think everyone kind of goes through that period where you kind of question like, okay, what, I might never play. And, and you got to kind of rationalize that in your head and, and get past it and just keep working. Um, and some guys never get past it. Some guys just hit it and, and they stop. They're saying, all right, I'm, I guess I'm not going to play. And then they, they just stop working or, or whatever. But I think – I think to answer your question, not, not playing is, is something that like, there's no, no one can tell you how to handle it. <laughs> it's just something you got to right. figure out on your own. And, and if you can, then then great, but it's easier said than done for sure. As the years went on, like, as you, you know, got better and stayed at St. Mary's and obviously got it out and every day you're, you know, grinding and practice. Did those conversations with coach Bennett change? or like start to shift or was it he sending you the same message all the way until you actually started playing? I think 
there's there's not a whole lot of communication there um but everything at St. Mary's is tracked like every shooting drill every practice like everything's tracked so you, you can kind of see if you're making progress and so that's really helpful for when you're not playing is you can actually see okay like I am making I'm getting better shooting percentage I'm I'm playing better in practice my numbers are better like those kind of things so it, it kind of keeps you mentally in check a little bit there but but no there's not really any communication up until you're playing where it's like okay like we're actually counting on you like this is what we need you to do um and that kind of thing yeah that's that's well said um so kind of just to like wrap everything up we've a uh, common theme on this obviously has been like the walk-on mindset and kind of what that means to each person. If you had to put into words what your walk-on mindset would be, what would that be? Walk-on mindset. I'd say perseverance mm-hmm. would be would be the word I'd use for the walk-on mindset because <laughs> like, like we touched on, it's just, it's so hard to, to actually achieve your goals as a walk-on. There, there's so many things working against you, whether it's, coaches investing in other people ahead of you or just like you're a walk-on for a reason, right? You're probably behind or deficient in some way or inexperienced in some way that you're going to have to overcome. And it's not, it's not easy. So the people who can stick with it the longest are the people who are going to have the most success as a walk-on. I like that. Perfect. I like that a lot. Great word. So, uh, super spin back to high school. Shout out to uh, our man, Davey. Uh, he was telling Tommy and I, we were telling him that you were going to be on tonight. He wants us to ask you about a, a little Mesa high rivalry. Uh, yeah, you want to yeah. go ahead and touch on that? So, I want to say, yeah, we were the same same grade. So, we played against each other growing up, like probably mm-hmm. middle school on. And he had his little Mesa high team and I had, I had the Mountain View boys. And so, so the rivalry ran deep, like from middle school on <laughs> and they, they uh, were coached by Shane who you played for at NAU mm-hmm. and he took full advantage of the fact that Arizona didn't have a shot clock in high school. Oh, God. <laughs> and he, so he was, <laughs> they, they'd get like, they'd go up 10 to eight in the first quarter and they'd go four corners and just spread it no out. No way. Yeah. yeah. It, it was the same oh. brutal to play against. So, uh, oh my goodness, that that was that was the worst part of that rivalry by far. Um, and then you have I've the student, the student sections would be imagine. going at each other while they're just holding the ball, and then, <laughs> then and then you try to gamble a little bit and make a play, and then they get a layup or something stupid. So, oh. <laughs> wow. Was, thankfully, I think Arizona put in a high school shot clock this year. So yeah, I think they just did. My my uncle was telling me about that. I took yeah. the graphs out there. There's like six or seven states that still don't have one. I don't think really? Idaho has one. I'm not sure. Oregon doesn't. Yeah, I was just about to say you said Oregon. I don't. I I genuinely don't understand that. Yeah, it's just it doesn't. It makes zero sense. It's like the only place where basketball, like where that happens. Well, I was yeah. gonna say I remember in like AU tournaments they sometimes didn't have shot clock, and if it went overtime whoever scored the first basket and like, let's say you got to stop, they would literally just sit there and they're like, okay, you either have to foul, try to gamble, like you said, or, or we're going to win. 
I was like, it's a five-minute overtime period for a reason. That's why they switched that, though, now. Now, like, they just do sudden death now in the AU games. Then then when I got to college, never playing with a shot clock, I catch the ball with, like, seven on the clock, and I'm shooting, like, a step-back three, just trying to, like, I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, you panic. (laughs) It's a big change. Yeah, huge change. Like, all of a sudden, I'm looking up, and I'm like, oh, seven seconds. I got to get one up. Hey, so I want to know, so – so for, we used to laugh about this. Ford was the king in high school of when it was like seven, six, five. He would try to dribble to make us get a shot. Right. He would be the guy that would pass it to someone with like a second left <laughs> on the shot clock to like they would get the bat, they would get the shot clock violation, yeah. and, or someone would have to chuck up a crazy shot. Right. He actually Ford did, was the king of that. He did it to me in the the West Coast Conference <laughs> game that. <laughs> That we won against Gonzaga, and I I had like two seconds, and I just took one dribble, like pump faked, and threw up like a BS shot, and it went in. <laughs> I like glassed it in, and it became like a signature like moment in the game. <laughs> and it, was, yeah. it was pretty funny, but he yeah, the, he, he used to tell out. me that too. He's like, he's like, yeah, sometimes I'd get to my spot and I wasn't open, and I'd just like kick it out and. And the dude would just be screwed. It's <laughs> like, especially like in high school, like obviously Ford was crazy nice. Like you're yeah. assuming he's shooting the ball. So you have no intention. You're not ready like, to shoot. Yeah. No. <laughs> you're like, I'm either getting back on defense or I'm getting ready for. It's probably the same thing for you. He was dumb, nice in college. So it was like, right. oh yeah, this is going up. I better yeah. just get back. Which 95% of the time it's like, you yeah. want that, right? You're like, yeah. go, go for it. And then the 5% of the time you catch the ball and you're like, well, now what? <laughs> Love that Ford's sticking to his roots. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. But, no, I'm excited for him, too, in Sacramento. Yeah. It's going to be big. Cool. I, I think he's he's been really doing his thing and prepping, and it's going to be exciting. It'll be – and uh, do you – where is – I'm not sure where Malik is now, but it, it's cool to see. Like, Jock, I think, is still in Phoenix yep. after the trade. Jock just so got traded like, to Phoenix. Yeah. Malik, I think Malik's still trying to figure out what he's going to do. Yeah. Um, they actually brought him in for a workout with Spurs the other day. Oh, no. I actually got to play with them for the first time in a couple of years. That's That's sick. Yeah. 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 No, it's it's cool to see uh, me and Luke talk about it and Tommy too. It's it's really cool that like the WCC is starting to get like a lot more credit. Obviously, with Gonzaga now getting like McDonald's guys and and being number one and like making it to the finals a couple of years, that like helps. But like, like it's really there's like some really good players. And obviously yeah. Jalen went in the lottery this year. And yeah, he's, he's, lottery he's, pick. Luke Luke told me about him yeah. last year. <laughs> so yeah, he was, he was like, he's, yo, he's that dude's coming on last year and yeah. Bro, and then what? kept getting the games canceled because they were people like during the COVID, like he was in like Santa Clara County was like the most stringent as yeah, far they, as like, I heard that was crazy. like i remember stanford was like not even able to practice they were having to like sneak into gyms or like live out of state to be yeah. able to like practice yeah it was brutal we yeah. played him we played him that initial covid year and i remember him and i was like yeah like he, he's nice yeah no i remember yeah, we were talking good. about him last year Tom. yeah miguel miguel my teammate from santa clara so he was like yeah jalen just really he really put it on that year and yeah. turned up last year like crazy. Yeah. Everyone was yeah. like, "Yeah, he's he's re- he's gonna go. He's gonna go lottery." Yeah. So it's exciting for you guys too. Um, obviously, we hope Luke falls in your footsteps, Tommy. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. So I played against Jalen in summer league. I was I was pretty cool. I played against Jalen and Chet. 
Uh, I think uh, that was my first game I got on the court. Oh, yeah, because they played OK. You guys play OKC. That was like the big game. Like right. the first day of summer league is always like they put the premier game, the one pick and the two pick play. Each yep. Other. yep. So so that was cool to see him play. And then, like you said, the WCC is just getting so much respect now. Yeah. And Gonzaga took it up a notch, but they're like number one in the country every year at some point. Yeah. And then the rest of the league is kind of elevated with them, which is pretty yeah. cool. BYU has been good. Yeah, USF this year. I was gonna say USF. Yeah, yeah, we know. Like, yeah, I know Khalil, and and obviously we know Ty. Um, yeah, from he's from here. So. Yeah. Starting yeah. five time, fellas. Do we want to get? I think so. I think it Man. is time. Uh, it was an epic week last week. I won both this week, so you know. <laughs> but you did not. Good. You're not. I winning. promise you. I, think I promise winning. you. I'm I'm dominating, Jared. You can yeah, go check the stats right last now. I checked. Bro, I'm checking right. I'm checking right now because I might. I might retire. We're recording this on Tuesday night, by the way. So the results call. are not done. But it's I'm retiring. It, Tommy, I'm really retiring looked, from starting five. I mean, we did starting five free. Oh my week. god, that's crazy! Starting I'm, five. Fruits. I'm dominating. Fruits. 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 Oh. I'm, oh, and I, just, I'm usually the one insane. who wins. I usually bring home all the wins, but I did this week. <laughs> if you listen to it, though, like, I should have no, won this week. That's, I, that's why I said it. I, I said thought Jared was going to win. Yeah, I said but, in the group chat, Jared Jared deserved to win this week. But, I mean, uh, shout out to my faithful. Uh, you know, they yeah, gave me the wins this year. So. Shout out to all the kids <laughs> under 25 that just all they do. All Jared always both. has an excuse, Luke. But What's, so do you. There's nothing, I win, so. No, I don't have an excuse. I have an excuse when your list sucks. That's the only thing. Yeah, list, I, none of my lists have sucked. Um, this week it was or James. Bad. This your, week was your bad. lists are boring, bro. Just what bad. was boring about my list this week, Jared? Bro, what, like please. Bro. Plantain is boring. It's a bad pick, though. But is it pineapple? Is giving plantain? No, no, no. no. We do starting five. Starting five. Plantain was my small forward. <laughs> you, know so, yeah, I mean. you guys, you tell me I'm boring, or you tell me they're bad, but I keep winning, so I just don't really know. Well, you didn't Something's win this. Something's not week, adding so up. It's cool. It's cool. Something's not adding up. So you guys can call me boring all you want. Get That's more of a Jared up. argument. I just, I, I don't yeah. actually hate on you. I hate the on your boring because I think the they're just Tommy like, so bad. Faithful. So. All right, whatever. Tommy faithful doesn't yeah. win this week. Yeah, it's all right. Um, but all right. we're doing starting five passers or facilitators or whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> so you know, uh, last week we let the guests go first. We want to hand it to Tommy. Let him, let him rock first. Yeah, Koozie, let's hear it, man. Yeah. So so it has to be by position? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, give us position, but they don't have to necessarily be a point guard. If you want yeah. to put a point guard at a shooting guard, you okay. can do that. Like you could go right. backcourts, forwards. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm obviously biased. My point guard is going to be Steve Nash. Growing up watching like him. Mm -hmm. um, maybe we'll put, put Stockton at the two. Okay. I mean, all-time leading assist guy. I guess you got to have him in there. I'll go LeBron at the three. I like it. Yep. Um, Magic at the four. Hey. He did play the five in an NBA Finals game. I know. I was thinking about putting him at the five, but I think <laughs> I'm going to get Jokic. I'm going Jokic, Jokic at the five. five. Yeah. Five. Man. Go ahead, I want to switch my list up. Kind of no, story. I don't want to go. I lost last week. I could yeah. No, I'll I'll go first because I I won. You know that's what. We uh, I'll <laughs> go. I'm just kidding. I'll go. I'm I'm being bad. No, wait, Jared. What are you talking about? 
I'm going first. I won last week. Oh, James just told me to go, but go ahead, man. That's crazy. The day's not over. It's only been 12 hours. It's over. It's over. I'm um, about to call my my brother's arms. I might have to. Game I might have stuff. to. I might have to switch it up though because we had some similarities. Uh, yeah, we're gonna switch it up. All right. So at the point guard, <clears throat> give me Jason Williams, white chocolate. That's good pick. You know, I almost aired you out in the group chat today just to piss you off right before this episode. But then, no, I thank you for thank you for saving that this time. I was ready to go. Hey, Jared, we know who Luke's putting as his point guard. I could yeah. put a lot of people, but you'll see. No, keep going. At the shooting guard, this is where we're going to switch it up. We're going to put Oscar Robertson at the shooting guard. Another another okay. Kings legend. Hist- historical pick. Um, you, know, you can't call him a Kings legend because they weren't the Kings. They were Cincinnati Royals. Nice try. It's the <laughs> franchise, dude. Jesus. Know your That's history crazy. of your franchise. I do. He was part of the franchise. Okay. So he was a King or he was a Royal? He was a Royal, but it's part of the Next. Kings franchise. <laughs> Next. That's crazy. All right, Tommy, so next. Tommy, he puts a Kings player in every basket. Yeah, so that's that's two, actually. Um, but uh, at the small forward, we're going to put Penny Hardaway at the small forward. Uh, that's that that's a pick that a personal favorite of mine. But, you know, he's six foot seven. I think he could stretch it at the three, so that's good. Um, at the four, this was a similar one, but I'm going to roll with it. Magic at the four. Uh, and then at the five, here we go again. Vlade Divac at the five. Oh, <laughs> I, I knew you were going to do it. It's just <laughs> There's one other a, that I thought you were bulletproof. I, yeah, that's Chris not Weber. a bad pick. Yeah, I thought you were gonna go Weber, but yeah, I could have. But see, I could have really done Kings or Royals. You could have done. At all you could have. You could have done a Kings five. Yeah, I yeah, thought you were gonna I do that. I didn't want to really like kill you guys. So no, you we're not. Where do you want me to go? It doesn't matter at this point. Yeah, because my <laughs> you seem mad, so I want. I'm you so to sick about last week. Yeah, you're upset, so I want you to yeah. go. Please. You want me to go because I'm yes because you're upset. I want to. All right. At the point guard, I got Jay Kidd. That's my guy. Number five. Uh, at the shooting guard, I'm with Kuzi. Steve Nash had throw nice. through some insane passes. And he can also stretch the floor and shoot it. So if I'm putting him at the two, I'm not mad. Um, I got Braun at the three. Uh, the only player that we know in the GOAT status that will literally pass to Shane Battier and Mike Miller instead of shooting the last shot. So we'll go with him. I got Draymond at the four. Wow. I knew you were going to I just knew you were going to do Damn it. I just knew oh, I should have gone, dude. I should have gone. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got, uh, I got the I shirt on for you, Tommy. So there yeah, you go. Yeah, you see in the background. Come yeah. on. Man. At the five. I, nobody was going to have this one, so but it doesn't matter. I got Arvidas Sabonis. All right, bro. Devontis. I should have gone. I should have gone. Oh, oh, that I guy threw some dimes. Oh, my gosh. Arvidas Sabonis, Portland Trailblazer legend. I'm pissed off now. Okay, well, go ahead. No, I'm know. upset. No, I don't want to go. Make a play. Audible. You got this. Yeah, I got an audible. Me. I got an audible. Um, I don't want to have the same players as everyone. Okay, my point guard. Rondo at the yep. one. Great pick. Great pick. Great pick. Yeah, Rondo great pick. at the one. At the two. I was I was looking around. I was thinking about this. I'm gonna go. You guys are gonna be surprised by this one. I want Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade threw some dimes. Wow. Dwayne Wade. No, Tommy, I like it. I like it. People probably won't like it, but my all my picks have been swooped. At the three, I, I Braun is too good of a passer. I have to include him. Yeah, it's hard At to three. Um See, I had Draymond at the four. Like, Draymond at the four is such a good pick. Go Larry Bird. 
I could go Larry Bird. It's a great pick. Now I'm gonna go Draymond at the four because I had that and I didn't think anyone was gonna have it. I can't believe Jared picked put him there. <laughs> you should have known Jared was gonna do it. Yeah, come on, man. That guy runs the offense. Come on. And at the five, <sighs> I'll have Magic be my center because everybody else had Magic in a different spot. Okay. Sabonis was a pick. Sabonis was a great pick. Come though. on, man. That was a high level pick. No, I that was that was in that was in my repertoire as well. But you know, I had to stay. I'll start us. I'll start us with our walk. I respect that you guys knew that. I respect. Yeah, that. come on. Well, you guys weren't us. born yet when he played. Okay, it so doesn't matter. I'm still I'm still a basketball a story. Hey, I'm just saying. I know exactly who he is. My walk on pick is Andre Miller. Bro, no way wow. you picked him, bro. This is horrible today. It's all right. I have backups. About a 20 assist games from that guy. That was real floor strong. general. Such a great pick, man. I'm real floor pick. general. Okay, I want to I want to get mine off in case someone takes my because this is not my backup. So if someone takes my backup, then I'm I'm really mad. I got Scott <laughs> Skiles as my walk on. Oh, uh, he was in the mix, but I but he has all time like most in a game, but he like. That's a great pick. 30 assist game. Yeah, most. I know. That's a great pick. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying, like, that's a great pick. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead, Koozie, if you want to go. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to take mine. But St. Mary's guard, Matthew Delevedova. Look back at the the Cavs film, the amount of lobs he threw to Tristan Thompson. Someone had it. It was a lob or a Possession. Riding for the brain. Huh? Yeah. And the Kings yeah. guy now. This is true. Yeah. This is very hey. true. Yeah. Look at that. You gotta love what we're going, oh, what we got going I on. Got, this is gonna be a tough one. This means I had a couple because I no no no. Like, well, because we can't have repeats from other lists, right? Oh, someone tapped into your walk-on pick. I like that. No, no, from other lists. I mean, from previous oh. episodes. No, you can. No one... uh, yeah, why not? I have a controversial pick. I think I have to go with it. You have Marquise Chris? No. <laughs> hey, Keys can, Keys can pass. Yeah, Keys, Keys can pass. And I don't want to pick a king, so I'm not going to play Chris Weber. I'm going to go with Kobe. <laughs> I was actually going to put him at my two. Kobe is my walk-on pick. Guy missed the most shots of all time in the NBA. I saw the, saw the stat the other day. Missed the most shots all the time in the NBA, but had some very iconic passes. The lob to Shaq, the drop to Powell. Like, the dude yeah, could the, pass. And he was head. like, you know, you can't call him the most skilled without saying that he can pass. I like putting him as a walk-on because yeah, I, yeah. I was actually going to put him at my two, and then I'm like, mm, I'm going to get eight for that. No, nah, I got him as my walk-on pick. Kobe. Smart play. Shout out, Bean. That's a good That's one. A smart play, for sure. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I interesting think, lists I here. Interesting lists. Very interesting lists. It's gonna be an interesting. Vote I like. I like Koozie's walk-on pick. I like the yeah. Dova Dova. Check the film. That's a good film. It's there. Check the film. Hey, you can pass. I'm. I'm glad he's back in the. I'm glad he's back in the league. We got a Google Drive like, at St. Mary's for like all our practices and stuff. And then like, there's one clip at the bottom, and it's Matthew Dova like college assists. And it's just like 20 straight minutes of him throwing dimes in college. Yeah, behind he, he was the king of the behind the head one. Yeah, behind the he, head. He would throw that one all the time. He'd, he'd play like a big guard, like get yeah. the guy on his back and then either hit the lift or the roll. Yeah. Right. And you guys are like, I think this is like getting basketball nerdy, but 
I think I was talking to Schroeder about it when he was still there. And I was like, I think you guys are the only team that actually sets flares off the split action. Yeah. Like in college. Yeah. Like that was crazy. Yeah. That was was one of my favorites, especially like before I could shoot free. (laughs) Yeah. My first couple of years when I wasn't really a three point threat, I would come and set that flare and just slip the rim and either get a layup or get the guy at three. Every time. Yeah, yeah, no, that that was elite. You guys used to drill that all the time. That was cool. I know. I, I don't think that's the other connection. So I've known Schroeder for a really long time. Yeah. And I played against him and Joyner in high school when they really? went to state. Yeah. And then I was at UCSB one year. I redshirted when Joyner was there. Okay. Yeah. Where'd you go to high school? Oh, Vacaville High School. <laughs> oh, no. Shout out Bulldogs. Yeah. Oh, no. I, right. I did play disc golf in Vacaville one time, though. <laughs> God. <laughs> Glad you survived. So this is perfect. Yeah. Because you play disc you golf. You play yeah. disc golf, but do yeah. you play actual golf? Because Jared and Luke are trying to become great golfers, and Jared, yeah. Jared definitely has some knowledge for you if you don't I'm, play. I'm it. starting to get the itch to be a all good right. golfer. Look, this, is, that, all, this is all you need to hear. This is all you need. All you need <laughs> is you just 50 chips a night. It'll get you right. 50 chips? 50 chips a night gets you right, man. What if, what if it takes eight strokes to get to the, the green? 50 chips a night <laughs> will get you down playing in yeah. 90s golf. Ooh, okay. That's a bold claim. That is a bold yeah, claim because so, I, so just, I think I could chip 50 times a night. I don't think I'm getting there. I That's because you're awful, Tom. James, we talk about a process all the time. You know, we talk about yeah. sticking to what works. It's, a, it's not going to be one thing about Because think about it, Kuzi. You can, you can recover from a bad tee shot. I don't know if you can. Like sometimes, unless you – yeah, okay, we'll we'll be put it in the water. <laughs> yeah, put it in the water. See, this is what you got to do. You got to go golf in Arizona where it's desert on both sides of the fairway, and you do not get your ball back yeah. if you don't hit it on the green grass. So do you play a decent amount, Tommy? I I play a little bit. Yeah. I actually just bought my first set of clubs. Oh, what my, my first purchase out of college. What'd you get? I got some Callaway Mavericks. Nice. Those are great clubs at yeah. distance and are pretty forgiving. Right. Well, look at this guy. Look at Jared. Okay, nice Jared. Knowledge. Done my research. Oh, more knowledge? I'm more knowledge? I'm actually dying that he, he just pulled that. He pulled the specs off the Callaway website. <laughs> he said, sure. wow, great clubs. <laughs> no, no, but hey. Like, we got a 2v2 scramble coming up, Tommy. Me and Luke versus Jared and Keish. And Luke and I are going to win because Luke is a good golfer. Luke and is I actually am a great, very good. And I'm a great teammate. Yeah. <laughs> Can you guys hit a draw or just slice everything? Jared slices. Uh, I don't slice everything. Okay. My driver's still a work in progress. Tommy probably doesn't hit it more than 50 yards. Luke I'll slap hits, a few of them things. Luke, Luke hits absolute bombs. He's 315, Tommy. Wow. <laughs> like Luke's actually, what'd you shoot at uh at Edgewood? Uh 85 this this past week. Yeah. Where they do like I, the celebrity golf tour. That's impressive. Yeah, and I, then uh, you broke you broke eighty what uh, last recently week? two yeah, weeks seventy eight. Uh, dude, you play? You said how much do I play? Uh, yeah. I try to get out at least once a week, and then like uh, like you talked about disc golf kind of being your like little getaway. Luke lives on is. the range. Yeah. yeah, like like if I have time and like I can really just like mentally lock into just like this is me doing me, then I I'm either in the gym or I'm on the range. Like those are my two right. getaways. Yeah. So. And I, yeah, and I play, I try to play once a week, but my problem is I have, I don't have time to go to the range. Yeah. 
You have adult time. I have, yeah, I have responsibility of children. <laughs> yeah, I never play. But no, but seriously, like we're joking around, but like I started doing that when I when I had my daughters too, uh, my oldest. When I had her and I was really getting into golf, I couldn't go. I would I literally chip in my front yard fifty a night, and that, that yeah. like helped me a ton. So I guess the first time you. Short. Short game is probably Jared's best attribute. So it, yeah, it does short work. game and putting. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I I was like, work. I could yeah. hit a bad tee shot, but like if I get within 120 yards, like I'm good. Yeah. But what is good? What is good? Like a double bogey? No, good's like <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Hell yeah, Kuz. No, I'm saying that like if I hit a bad, so if I hit a bad tee shot and then I get a solid second shot, you would assume that I'm somewhere within 150 range. I'm going to be good. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to get there with, I'm going to get it there in like two, like to where I can putt. So like, I'm going to play that's bogey like golf. That's, that's bogey, bogey at best. But bogey golf is 90. Hold them accountable, man. Hold them accountable. <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah. playing around. I'm just saying, if you want to be actually good, you got to hit drive. Ooh. Oh yeah, no shit. But <laughs> he's going to, we're working on that. Day, but I play, but I play, in, I play in the eighties though. It's not like my driving is terrible. Okay. Yeah. So. Tommy's clearly That's a high level disc golfer. So yeah. He's holding, he's yeah. What's a good disc golf? Different disc golf. What's a good golf for disc golf? Disc golf, you're burning like seventy five percent of the holes. Oh. It's mm. is way different. Have you ever seen the pros play? I'm so not they throw, stuff they'll throw like two football fields. Yeah. Like it's like a laser. What? It just like it on, just like stays at the same point and it goes. And they can S curve it so it'll like it'll turn and then fade <laughs> back in the air. It's crazy. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, that's awesome. That's incredible. Yeah, that's James. Yeah, you that's can S curve it. Um, you know, I haven't achieved the S curve yet. Ah, yeah, got you, got you. I need to craft a little more. Yeah, Tommy's a big mini putt putt guy too. So. I am. I am. I get that done. Any any games for children? Tommy's all about. All right. On that note. <laughs> uh tommy th- thanks just thank you so much for coming on man this this has been really fun really cool to get another another f- former walk on on here to kind of talk about the experience and what it takes and how it's it's super tough and not easy grind is like no other and really rewarding when it works out so right. your story is awesome it's been super fun to talk about it yeah thank you guys for having me yeah, thank you again, man. Truly, we appreciate your time, and we're excited to see you through your journey um, going. Uh, appreciate it. End of yeah. training camp and then into the season. Yep. Yeah, good luck this year, man. Yep. Expect great things on the way. But as always, thank you, everybody, for listening in. This has been episode nine. Is this episode nine? Correct. Nine. We're wow. almost, in double digits. almost to double digits. Tommy, congratulations. You made it before we got to 10. <laughs> but as always, it's your favorite walk-ons, and we're walking out.